1: God
2: didn't say to Adam, love your wife, lead your wife, submit to your wife. He didn't say to Eve, love and submit and respect your husband. He didn't give any of those commands. God also didn't give any of the warnings we saw in 1 Corinthians. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no records of wrong. Why didn't God have to give any of those? Because there was no sin in the original marriage. If
0: you're married and you really care about your marriage, you get frustrated from time to time. Why can't our marriage be better? Why can't I be a better spouse? I'm trying to be. Why do I keep making the same stupid mistakes despite my best effort? If you've asked yourself any of these questions, Pastor Mark's teaching today will provide some answers for you. Although you might not like the answers he provides, they'll be honest, Bible-based answers that will help you if you're willing to embrace them. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 19 as he continues his message, Enjoying Marriage on the River of Life.
1: the way, talk
2: in the home. To do that, you have to put the newspaper down and you have to turn the TV off. Surprise your spouse. Take them out to lunch. Take your spouse and do something different. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 3. I gave you all of these things because we need to look at marriage in the beginning. We put up some I-selfish, I boss, I change you, I expect you to be like me. We put all those with the big I, not the small I. Let me remind you, I had one more new one today. I selfish, I boss, I independent. Now, isn't it interesting that God didn't give any commands that we read today to Adam and Eve? God didn't say to Adam, love your wife lead your wife, submit to your wife. He didn't say to Eve, love and submit and respect your husband. He didn't give any of those commands. God also didn't give any of the warnings we saw in 1 Corinthians. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no records of wrong. Why didn't God have to give any of those? Because there was no sin in the original marriage. Adam and Eve... We're in relationship with God. There was no sin. There was no I selfish. There was no I boss. There's no I manipulate you. I take advantage of you. There was none of that. In fact, it wasn't really a white water rafting ride. Marriage was more like two people just in a calm little river floating down it because there was no difficulty. There's no selfish, there's no sin, they're not thinking about anybody else, they're not trying to take advantage, they're in relationship with God, and it's great. Well, how did it get from there to where every corner is dangerous? And where Adam says, turn, and Eve says, no way, I'm going that way. How did it get there? Well, we discover how it got there in Genesis 3. And by the way, in case you think, your marriage is going to be like the little two tubs there? I think not. Every one of us are whitewater rafting today. And you'll see why. Take a look at Genesis chapter 3 and we'll see what that looks like. What you need to write down is our third key of four keys as we've been doing this marriage series. Here it is. Write it down. Marriage. The deceiver. Satan. Oh, he's active. But he's already defeated in genesis chapter 3 verse 1 we're introduced to the very first time to satan now the serpent satan was more crafty than any of the wild animals the lord god had made and he said to the woman did god really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden this is the first time we see satan how did satan get here who is satan Well, Satan used to be an angel, the head worshiper in heaven. He was a little I angel until he decided, I boss, I rebel, I live independent of God. What does that look like? I won't ask you to turn there today. I'm going to speak to you about it. You can write this down, though. Isaiah. 14, 12 through 15. Listen, listen how Satan fell. Here's what Satan said to God. Watch the big eyes. I will ascend to heaven. I will set my throne above God's stars. I, Satan, will preside over the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I, Satan, will climb to the highest heavens. And I, Satan, will be like the most high God. Satan had it perfect. He was in a perfect world. And he had, like man, a choice. Lovingly serve God who created you. Satan's a created being. He's not God. He was a created being. He had a choice, just like Adam and Eve. Remember, Adam and Eve were told, every is yours, go for it. Maybe 600,000 trees, who knows how many. Just one, don't go near it. Don't eat it. Because if you do, you'll surely die. Same reason. God created angels to worship him because they wanted to. Well, Satan decided in his heart, he wanted to be boss. He wanted to rule his life. He didn't want anything to do with God. He was jealous. He was prideful. Because of that, he fell. God kicked him out of heaven. And where did he land? In the Garden of Eden. He didn't land alone. We know in the Bible, one-third of the angels followed him. They are the demons that we have all of our world today. So Satan enters this perfect world, but Adam and Eve have a perfect marriage until chapter 3. So all of a sudden, he shows up. And by the way, we know from the Scripture... John 10.10 says this, Satan comes to steal and to kill and destroy. Satan has two goals. I want you to write them down today. Number one, Satan is out to destroy you. And Satan is out, if you're married, to destroy your marriage. Now, let me explain to you how that happened. You'll see in a few moments how clear it is. And that has never changed. That has always been Satan's goal his whole life. Now, one of the major things that we see as we move through there, Satan wanted mankind to serve him and not God. When Satan fell and he came to the earth, we used to just have the kingdom of God. God's the ruler. Now we have two kingdoms. The kingdom of God. And the kingdom of Satan. They're always at war. They're still at war right now today. Now, Adam and Eve were in the kingdom of God. But when they sin, they move to the kingdom of Satan. Satan begins to rule them. And you'll see the impact on your life and why we have this trouble today. So when that took place... We now have this division between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. And one of the first things that Satan wants to do, he's a deceiver. And some of you are sitting here in Melbourne and you're saying this. This guy talking about Satan. I don't believe in any Satan. What are you crazy? Well, there's a God, but there's no such thing as a Satan. He's already gotcha. Because if you don't believe he's real... You're in huge trouble. So he is real. The Bible speaks about him all over. Of course, we have it right here in the beginning. So, what I want you to write next is this know that Satan is real. Don't take my word for it, take God's. And he's dangerous, and he's your enemy. That's his whole goal. He is dangerous. He's like a roaring lion, the Bible says, looking, trying to find out who he devours. So he comes in the garden and he's going to try to destroy... Eve, she isn't named till later, Eve's relationship with God. And he's going to try to destroy Adam's relationship with God, which is perfect. And he's going to try to destroy their marriage. Now, why would he want to destroy their marriage? Why is God trying to put them together and Satan trying to tear our marriages apart? Why? Because marriage is the foundation of the world. So he's after your marriage. I've been married 44 years. He would like nothing more than I have to announce to you three months from now. Well, one of us had an affair our marriage is through. Would that have any impact on this church? That's exactly what he wants. You say, well, Pastor Mark, you're not suspect of that. What are you, crazy? Anytime you think you're outside of being tempted by Satan, you've already lost. We'll learn more how that works. Well, as we begin, watch what happens in verse 3 again. Satan's first deal is this. Did God really say... You must not eat from any tree in the garden. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get Eve to what? First thing, first thing, to doubt the word of God. Now, we don't need to get in some kind of a game. We just need to say, Satan, here's what the word of God says. You must come to a belief yourself today that God's word is true. Proverbs 30, verse 5 says, every word of God is flawless. John 17 says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. When we do counseling sessions, we don't always use this scenario. But really underlying everything that we do comes from these two questions. And I want you to answer it privately, not out loud. I want you to answer this question. The first thing when we do counseling, we just go to an individual. And they may not be believers yet, but here's our premise. We say to them this, do you believe this is all the word of God? Now, if they say to us, no, I really don't believe in the Bible, then kindly we'll say to them, well, there's no reason to spend any time counseling you. Why? Because that's what we're going to tell them to do. So let me just ask you, without you responding to me, do you believe this is all the Word of God? Well, sure, Pastor Mark. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. You know, majority of churches today don't believe that. Well, then what part isn't? Well, the part I don't like. Well, who deceived them? Satan. Satan. Second, what's he trying to get Eve to do? Doubt, this is what? Did God really say? Did God really say you can't have an affair? Did God really say you can't sleep with somebody before you're married? Did God really say you can't have a homosexual relationship? Yes. Same today. Same exact thing today. And the second question we ask is this. Okay, if you do believe that's the word of God, will you agree, as we counsel, to obey whatever God says for you to do. (laughs) Well, what's he going to say for me to do? No, that's not the question. (laughs) Because if you ask that question, here's what you are. I, boss. God will never do that. So we have to have somebody say, well, I do believe it's the word of God, and whatever he asks me to do, I'll do it. He's God, I'm not. So here we have Eve, and they're working through this whole thing. And you want to write this down. Don't doubt the word of God. It's all true. Simply quote it. That's why we're here studying the word of God. Some of you, when you walked in, didn't understand anything about marriage because you were never taught. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's why you need to be inviting your friends. Get them on the, on the web, watching. Get, get them this week to watch the archives. Catch them up. Well, look at verse 2. Well, the woman said to the serpent, we may not eat fruit from the trees in the garden. God probably gave this command to Adam alone. There's all these trees, just don't eat from the one. When Eve came along, he probably told her, what God said. So he passed it along as a spiritual head would. And he may have added a sentence. Let me show you. We don't really know. Look, the woman said, we may eat of the fruit from the trees in the garden. That's right. But God said, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. That's correct. And then she adds, you must not touch it or you will die. Now, God didn't say that, but it could be Adam said it. And I want to say this to you quickly. That's really a great truth. You see, if... Eve goes over as is going to happen. She's not supposed to. God says, "Don't eat of it." But Adam said, "If you're not going to eat from it, then don't go over and go. oh, smells pretty good. Don't go on the website with the gals that are naked and go. Oh, I would never do that. That looks pretty interesting. Don't walk into the store where the X-rated stuff is and go. I would never buy anything, but I'm just going to be in here for a moment. You're stupid." We're all stupid. I'm on a diet. And you're going to drive around Krispy Kreme how many times waiting for the hot now to come on? (laughs) So we understand what she's saying there. He says, don't even even touch it. You go, this looks pretty good. Verse 4. Satan continues. Eve, you will not surely die. The serpent said to the woman, what is that? That's a full-on what? Why? 100%. Satan is known as the liar. In fact, John 8 says, he lied from the beginning here, and there's no truth in him. One of the things Satan will say to us is this. We're supposed to be aware of his devices. What Satan says to us is this. God doesn't mean what he says. That's what he's saying to her. No, God didn't mean that. You've got to be kidding me. Let me say to you, after being a Christian 60-some years, God means what he says. He doesn't say it just for, Hi, i had something to say. He means what he says. So what he's trying to get her to do now is not doubt it, but deny it. Write this down. Don't deny the word of God. Simply obey it. You see, it's always a progression. Verse 5. For God knows that when you eat of it, He's saying to Eve, your eyes will be open. And if you want to circle anything in your Bible, this is where you circle it. Here's what his whole premise is. Eve, you will be like God. You say, why did that have any attraction? Satan says to Eve, God is lying. You're not going to die. Just do your thing. Enjoy the fruit of the tree. And you can be I-boss. You can be I-independent. You can rule your own life like I'm doing. Eve, you can be totally independent from God. And that brings a life of freedom just like I have. Next thing I want you to write is this. Don't be deceived. Sin brings disaster. You see, what Adam and Eve are going to have to struggle with is this. Satan is going to say there's no consequences to sin. That's not true. Someone has said it like this. Sin is always a toll road. It may be shorter. It may be quicker. But it costs you to travel on it. So what really happened in this whole situation? Here's what happened we'll discover that Adam and Eve both sin. And from that point on, the little cruising down the river is over. What you're going to see is pretty soon, Eve's going to be out here saying, Eve and Adam and Anne and Andy, she's going to be out here going, I'm not going that way, I'm going this way. He said, you can't go that way, you got to go that way. We never had that before. And we're going to see we have men that won't lead and we have wives that won't follow. And then we have affairs and then we have all kind of other stuff. And we have people staying together forever because they're married and they would never get a divorce, but they hate each other the whole 40 years. Well, how'd that happen? Sin. You see what happened that day? Sin entered the very heart of Adam and Eve. Actually, Eve was deceived, but sin came to Adam because he Consciously disobey God. The Bible says it like this. Adam's one sin brought death and death spread to everyone. When Adam and Eve sinned, every human being came from Adam and Eve. You came from Adam and Eve. So the Bible says in Romans, let me read it to you. Sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone. What does that mean? Because you and I come from Adam and Eve, you understand this term, the DNA of Adam was transferred to you and was transferred to me. So every person born, remember the two kingdoms? Every person born is now born in the kingdom of Satan. Your smallest baby. First words very often from a child are, no. No. Where would that come from? You. You. What do you mean me? Yeah, you. Your nature. So Adam and Eve are kicked out of the garden. They leave the kingdom of God. And they're now in the kingdom of Satan. This world. Satan won. Later we'll see there's murder. And it just gets bad to worse. Pastor Mark, what a great way to end the teaching. Thanks. I'm in the kingdom of Satan. There's no hope. My marriage, what are you even talking about? Forget the fan, throw it out the window. I'm not interested anymore. The deceiver is active, but already, come on now, but already defeated. Now, what does that mean? When Adam sinned, sin entered the world, Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, everyone became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many became right with God. Who was the other one that obeyed God? Jesus Christ. You see, one man brought sin into the world. And one man, God, Jesus, brought salvation into the world. So I can switch from the kingdom of Satan back to the kingdom of God. My sins are forgiven. I'm no longer under bondage to Satan. My marriage can work. My life can work. I can have peace and joy and hope. Hallelujah! That's that's where the hope comes from. Because we have Jesus Christ. Who understood love was a verb. God so loved the world he, he gave. He gave. He didn't say, I love you. He gave us a savior. And the book of Philippians says... Jesus humbled himself. He put you ahead of him and died even the death of a cross. That's why I'm a pastor today. Because I have the best news in the whole world. That wherever you are, and you all of us start in the kingdom of Satan, you can move to the kingdom of God. But one thing has to happen. You have to be born again. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the reason
0: that marriages can be challenging to make good. You were reminded that when Adam and Eve sinned, it not only broke their relationship with God, it corrupted their relationship with each other. Fortunately, you found out that by following the Bible's prescriptions, some of that marital damage can be repaired. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Well, that ends this part of Pastor Mark's series, Enjoying Marriage on the River of Life. Next time, he'll continue his teaching, unpacking further about the result of sin and the fall on marriage. You'll hear more about the influence of Satan on Adam and Eve, and by extension, you. You'll learn about how you can resist his temptations and attempts to harm your marriage. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.
1: In a hurting world, a new hope he is giving.